learn how to use this effectively, it will change your life. If you take anything from 2020 into 2021, chances are it's a chat or collaboration platform. With so many options like Slack, Jabber, Skype, Zoom, and Microsoft Teams, how do you even know what to choose? I'm your host, Penny Conway. And on today's all new episode of Connection to Experience, we're talking with super users and admins on their platform of choice and why. Hello, Rachel, Jeff, and Rob. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ben. Hi. Good morning. Uh, excited to have you all here. Um, before we really dig into your expertise as super users and or administrators, let's do a round of introductions uh, so the audience can get to know who you are, what you do here at Connection, and sort of the experience you're bringing to teams today. Uh, Rachel, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. My name is Rachel Spanith, and I'm a business application specialist at Connection. I'm currently the person who is the team's administrator for the company. So I've been in charge of rolling out teams to all of the different people uh, at Connection and helping to train people and get them up to speed with how to use Teams. Excellent. So we are excited. In case you hadn't figured out, Rachel is our administrator slash super user as well. Jeff, why don't we turn it over to you for a little introduction to our audience? Sure. Thanks. So I'm Jeff Trent. I'm the VP of federal sales. So I run a sales team of about uh, 30. We started using Teams earlier this year just as a way to communicate even before we mostly went remote. Excellent. And last but not least, Rob McIntosh, the man who needs no introduction, but we do one anyway. Go right ahead, Rob. Rob McIntosh, I am the uh, marketing manager for the Business Solutions Group here at Connection and also um, co-host with Penny at Time and part-time producer for or the podcast here at Experience. And the list goes on, but we don't have enough time. Um, Excellent. So uh, I'm excited to dig into this topic because like I said in the intro, there are so many platforms to choose from. And I think in a realistic world, uh, many of us as end users or employees of applications have maybe at least two to choose from within our organization, which leaves us, you know, some options. And so we want to talk through, and Jeff, I'd love to get your perspective because what you said in your intro is you started to use Microsoft Teams right before everybody went home. So I'd love to get a little bit of your perspective of how did you start engaging with it and what changed when everyone went home in March and how you use it today? Yeah, so so we started using it simply as a way, really, to cut down on email. Um, we were getting buried, me personally, buried with over 200 emails a day. Just it was wow. hard to keep up, and you know, our salespeople felt the same. Uh, so internally, whereas people had used some things like, you know, other communication tools like Jabber and things like that, Yammer, um, none of them were really mandatory. Um, it was kind of like personal preference. So we decided. Hey, we've got teams. Let's try it. We heard good things about it, especially from uh, our sled side, who not not was using it internally, but a lot of their customers had been using it and they were talking it up. So we decided to take it on and uh, it ended up being really good timing because probably less than 30 days after we really kind of started getting it set up with with Rachel's help, we all got sent home, essentially. So this turned out to be 
has become maybe not our primary communication tool at this point for everybody. It certainly is for me. And it's quickly kind of gaining traction with a lot of the salespeople who were skeptical at first. So it's, it's been great. Yeah. And so I, we're going to get in a little more into your use case of that out of email experience. But before we do that, Rachel, I am dying to know, what was it like to be an administrator of a collaboration tool during a pandemic? Well, uh, yeah, I I jumped in as the uh, team's administrator uh, at the beginning of February. So I had, uh, like Jeff said, about 30 days to really ramp up before it got a little bit crazy. And there were tons of requests coming in for teams. And the biggest challenge people were having was just getting started and understanding how to use this tool. Because uh, there's a lot of things that are like other platforms, but it has some unique features itself. And really trying to understand what are the best ways for us to use this, to work together, to communicate and stay connected. That, I think that was the biggest hurdle to get past. But once we did that, it was it kind of took off like wildfire. Awesome. And Rob, we talked about this a little bit on uh, a previous episode where we gave our tips, our favorite tips and tricks for Microsoft Teams. When the pandemic started, you were not a Microsoft Teams user. So tell us what you were using and why. M- mainly WebEx, you know, and that's it was kind of just one of those things, you, you go into the company and here are the tools that you have and WebEx was rolled out to us. So we all used it here. And then you get that slow roll where you start hearing, you know, people are trying this new platform, this team platform. And then you start hearing some of the different collaboration tools that are coming out from it and some of the different things you're able to do. And all of a sudden it's just, cause I love technology. I, I'm like, huh, what, what? Tell me more. And then when we did that podcast, like we talked about before with Lane and he started coming up with all these tips and tricks of what he has been doing with teams. I was like, tell me more. So that's, that's what happened. That's when I started to roll. And, and like Jeff, we, we talked about this too, inundated with emails, uh, just, to, to a point where it's just crazy. You just, you can't keep up. And it's so, how do you cut down on those emails? And when you find out that you have a tool like Teams where you can collaborate, where everything gets into those channels and you can have those communications really organized for you, if you get people that are adopting to it and adapting to it, it cuts down on those emails. So that's that's where I'm at. WebEx to Teams. <laughs> <laughs> With, a sprinkle, <laughs> With <laughs> a sprinkle of Slack. A sprinkle of Slack. So, uh, you know, let's kind of dig into this email replacement piece, because one thing I'm dying to know kind of from all three of you, because I felt very much the same way. How do I stop working in my email? Because I feel like I'm trapped there all day, every single day. And when you started to use, how did you start using Teams in a way that wasn't equally overwhelming because now you have chat notifications, you're tagged in things, people are dropping files everywhere. You've got this team, that team, all these teams everywhere. What is the day-to-day use of Teams look like that made it so different from an Outlook functionality for you? And I'll let any of you take that, Uh, Jeff, Rob. Actually, I'll jump in. I think the key for us was to get the right communication into the right tool or the right type of communication in the right tool. Email still serves a very valuable purpose, right? But we were using it for what could have been handled much more easily through chat. 
So a lot of our account managers at the time didn't even use any tool for chat. So getting them just to start doing that, uh, it wasn't switching from one to another. It was, this is what you use chat for. You don't have to email me a question, you know, a quick question that can be answered in 10 seconds that you need an answer for in 10 seconds right. that I might not see that email for you know, six hours or tomorrow or something else. So it would just get buried and lost. So what we've really tried to do is, is say emails for this, chats for this, basically a tutorial on how to use each tool. That's really helped. And people are still getting used to that, to be honest. I mean, we're whatever, eight months into it now, but people are still getting used to what's the best way for me to get this message out to my team. The other thing I've really been able to use it for is, is announcements. So where we used to send an email, you know, inadvertently, we would leave people off that were supposed to get it. Again, people wouldn't see it until the next day or something. Whereas now we can use, you know, through the channels, uh, the announcement feature where I can send out an announcement. I know it's going to the right group and I'm not going to forget somebody. I can't make them go look at it, but it does give them an alert, gives them a little one that they can look at, and, you know, the little red that you want to clear out all the time. So they, they are more likely to go look at it immediately which I, I think is great. You know, as a sales leader, there are sometimes messages I want people to see right away. I don't want to wait, want them to wait 24 hours because the, the message may be useless by that time. So that's that's kind of how we got started. And I'll, I'll uh, cede my time to someone else to add to that. <laughs> well, uh, Penny, what you'd mentioned earlier where, you know, all of a sudden you're getting all these different types of notifications and there's pop-ups and everything seems to be in one place, but can be a little hard to find. I've actually found that you're able to customize your own notification experience in Teams. So if there are certain channels that are important for you to stay up on all of the information, you can say, hey, notify me anytime anything is happening in here. And other times you're, it's more of a, oh, I, I'm following this to really just stay in the loop and keep the information going on. So you can set, you can change your, your own personal notification settings to not give you those distracting pop-ups and uh, other kinds of distractions when you are using Teams and, you know, you can mute some certain channels, hide others, and really try to, you know, customize that experience to find the workspace that works for you. So you can see everything that's happening and kind of mute the things that aren't so important. Couple couple of things I'll pile on to that conversation. Um, Jeff pointed out something that that's really interesting, and that's the conditioning that goes along with Teams. That conditioning meaning, you know, he he alluded to, uh, you, you want to clear out that little button there. You know, when you're it's it's pinging and it's green, and there's a one, and then there's two. You know, you want to make sure you clear that. <laughs> right. that is a conditioning thing, and it drives you crazy. It's like, oh my god, I there's somebody wants me. <laughs> I found a weak old me. message the other day because the notification wouldn't go away, and I'm like, out. I don't yeah, have any unread messages. Down. Yeah. But but you have that. And I think, it, you know, through the technology, people are starting to, to learn to understand that and said, okay, there's a notification there. Let me go in there. Because sometimes you just need that quick answer. And I know people are busy. You can't get time with them because of the meetings and stuff. But boy, if I want to reach out to Jeff, he's a VP for, for the Fed group. I can't get to Jeff all the time because he's he's constantly his time is taken up. But if I'm like, hey Jeff, quick question, you throw it in Teams, you know, he I have a better chance of him at least looking at that and go, oh, that's a quick answer. Here you go, and I can move on with my workflow. Thanks, Jeff. That was great. 
and we're not taking up each other's times. I'm not, I'm not blocking up his email. I'm not scheduling a meeting with him. It's a quick chat to get in and out. So that I think that conditioning is, you know, really, really important. And then like what Rachel was saying, customizing it. So you're going to find that you can still get overloaded with stuff if you don't go in there and start filtering out some of these channels and some of these people that you're, you're in with or these groups you're in with. So start customizing that. Like you said, if you just want to stay in the loop, you know, you go in there and out every now and then. If there's a big project going on and you need to see every bit of conversation, you're going to customize that so you get notified when these things come through, then you can answer those quickly. So I, I think that conditioning is really important. I think Teams has a lot of functionality to allow you to do that, to fit into your to your workflow. It's all good. Yeah, I think, I think you're a whole lot more likely, Rob, to go in and clear that little red one or that little red two than you are to go into your email and see 65 unread emails and oh do anything God, with so it because you're immediately overwhelmed. I mean, I've, I've told my team, no pun intended, that this will change your life. If you learn how to do this, learn how to use this effectively, it will change your life. It's true because it really helps you with time management and to be able to work your day as opposed to your day working you, which is really what happens with email. It, it right. overwhelms you. So. Yep, absolutely. Rachel, let's let's kind of talk about and again, I love that Jeff just said it will change your life. So we need to like snippet that. <laughs> that, I, that, I, that I love that. On this. <laughs> uh, Rachel, I want to talk to you about sort of the late adopters. So there's always a group of people that's like, no, I've been using this platform. Again, you've made all these things available to me for years. I've gotten accustomed to using Slack. I won't call any names out, but there's plenty of people that still use Slack. There's plenty of people that use WebEx um, teams. What are those conversations looking like with you and your team? How are you sort of differentiating and guiding folks to the use case of Teams? Well, Teams is a great place to work together and collaborate. And that's been a huge challenge uh, for the entire company and I think pretty much everybody in the whole world this last year. So how do we work together and stay in the loop and feel like we're all connected even if we're all separate and working apart? And I think that Teams, because it's part of the whole Microsoft suite, really brings in some other cool pieces where you can work on documents together and share those documents in real time without having any lag, without having any, uh, you know, this is locked for editing by someone else. You can actually see what other people are writing in real time as it's happening. The people who've been late adopters, I think that the biggest point where we've really uh, kind of showcased what teams can do has been inside of meetings. I don't know about you all, but if I have a big meeting, sometimes there's a couple of planning meetings that come before the meeting. And sometimes there's some follow-up meetings to follow up that meeting. With Teams, you can just create the meeting and it automatically gives you a chat space where you can start work before the meeting. You can do all of that pre-meeting uh, conversation, share those documents. During the meeting, you can continue working on those documents. You can have a whiteboard. Everybody can take meeting notes together. So no longer is somebody uh, drawing the straws to see who has to be the scribe for the meeting. <laughs> Everybody can take their own notes, capture their own action items, and move forward together. And then that conversation for that meeting stays open. So any of the follow-ups, you can follow up inside of there. And so that keeps the entire conversation all of the documents and all of the other resources in one spot. So once you see that, that's been kind of the, the game changer for people because they're like, oh, 
I can really use this as the place I work. That has been, I think, the the pivot point where it starts to make a little bit more sense. Just found out from that that first podcast that we did about the whiteboards. I still haven't had a chance to play with it, but I can't wait. The whiteboard functionality is pretty cool. I'll be honest and say I try not to do too much whiteboarding and even in person meetings because I'm always afraid I'm going to spell something wrong. (laughs) But I have the access to spell checker when I'm using the chat (laughs) from a meeting invite. And excellent point because that actually is where I have found a ton of value in Teams is every meeting I have should have a before meeting, a meeting for the meeting and a meeting after the meeting. And it's sometimes really hard to gather everything that you need, make sure that you're, you've are you got the preparation for everybody that needs to be in the meeting and share files in real time. Like It's actually been really neat to be in meetings with executives that are sharing links, that are dropping files in into the meeting itself, that are even using GIFs. It has changed the experience from this very formal, static invite on Outlook to this more dynamic, collaborative experience, which I'm sure is what Microsoft Teams was trying to get to. (laughs) One question I have for you, Rachel, and maybe Rob, you as a former Slack user is I have people ping me. I don't ever really have my Slack open anymore, but I've had a couple of people that are in Teams now, contact me in Slack to have like an off-the-grid conversation, like where they think Teams is like this big brother that because it's Microsoft, the whole company is watching every single conversation (laughs) that you're having. Rachel, have you heard that? Like, have you heard this sort of, well, in Slack is where I have all my personal conversations at work and Teams is where I have all my business conversation at work. Well, that's a little silly because uh, if you're a Slack administrator, I think you have the same access of of all of that kind of stuff. But um, I would say that in terms of uh, what I have access to as an administrator, I can't see into anybody's chats. On the flip side, there is a really cool piece because Microsoft Teams is, uh, you know, tied in with Microsoft. There are things you can implement inside of Teams that will have data loss prevention. So if you want to prevent people from chatting and sharing social security numbers or account numbers or other kinds of things, you can actually put that barrier inside of Teams to huh. keep that data secure. It's all tied in with the, uh, you know, Microsoft Security Center or Security and Compliance Center, I think it's called now. There are things that an organization can do to protect sensitive data and make sure it's not being shared irresponsibly or accidentally. But in terms of, you know, somebody reading through all of your individual chats, I don't know if anybody has that much uh, time on their hands. And if you're really concerned about saying something, you probably don't want to do it on company network or company systems because... IT will be able to track anything. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter it what cool. chat platform. <laughs> so this brings us right to our 20, about 20 minute mark where we were looking to land. I want to, Rob, I want, let's do a round robin. So you're, we're all using Microsoft Teams today. Rob, is Teams your primary resource today or are you still leveraging some other applications? I'll be honest. I, I I think it still goes across for me across all of them um, because we have so many adopters of WebEx and it it was prevalent for us when I first came. And so we, 
I would say probably half my meetings is still in WebEx. The other half are probably in Teams. And then we're starting to, you know, get some of those Zoom ones, especially from people outside uh, the company are using Zoom, although, you know, we, we did bring them on as well. So Zoom is, you know, a, a, another partner of ours. And I, I don't, I, it's, it's really split between WebEx and, and Teams at this point. But before it was 90% WebEx, 10% team. So you guys are catching up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, there's a purpose for me asking this. And Jeff, you, uh, what's sort of your mix today? Well, so I'd say internally, if we're initiating uh, the meeting, it's going to probably be in teams 90% of the time uh, with maybe Zoom taking up the other, the other 10%. We rarely use WebEx anymore. And it, you know, honestly, in the past, uh, WebEx, while it's a, it's a great tool, uh, we spent too much time fumbling around trying to see who owned the ball and who was the presenter. I mean, 10 minutes would be taken up by that. That may have changed a little bit since then. But right now, we're trying to standardize, so to speak, on when we start, we want to use Teams. I can't control what all of our partners do. <laughs> Generally, those are not Teams. Generally, if it's coming in from you know one of our OEM partners or something else, it's going to be Zoom or it's going to be WebEx or it's going to be Adobe Connect or it's going to be one of those others, um, which is fine. We, we can deal with that. But yeah, I'd say internally, yeah, it's it's our default. It's become our default. Awesome. And Rachel, I, I don't want to make any assumptions. I assume you're pretty much there, but yeah, I, yeah, Teams is my default because it keeps changing. Every week, new features are added um, and they listen to what their users are asking for. So there's constantly uh, improved functionality and better tools that they add into the platform. I do have to keep other, uh, I have to keep WebEx and Slack open because other people in the company use those and I need to be able to be responsive. But I have to say I am much, much more productive using Teams. If somebody uh, sends me a WebEx meeting, I've lost 10 minutes just trying to get logged in. because. <laughs> Here, here. <laughs> I have to reset the password because I don't remember it. <laughs> With Teams, I can just click join directly from Outlook and it I don't have to do anything else. It just, boom, I'm in. It's, yeah, it's ease wonderful. Of, ease of use is the biggest biggest issue. Yeah, that's I, uh, that a, a great note to end on. And the reason why I was asking, because there's one really big point that we want to drive home here is that chances are it's impossible to standardize across the board. You can't have someone send you a meeting invite from WebEx Teams and say, oh, no, sorry, I don't attend WebEx Teams meetings. Um, I only attend Microsoft Teams meetings. And from you know what Rob, you and Jeff were saying is you found a use case to pull a lot of conversation and a lot of tasks out of Outlook and put them into a different place to help you really prioritize questions, content, deliverables. And the whole point of this is that everyone can identify a thing that Teams is going to bring to the table for them to help them be more collaborative, more productive. What works for Rob might not work for Rachel. What works for me might not work for Jeff, but there's something that we can all find and then have those complementary programs wrapped around it. And I think that's really cool and really interesting to see coming out of 2020 and into 2021 is how well-versed we all are. And so many platforms that we know the good and bad about them without being experts on them. Um, and that's that's a really unique position to be in. Um, so I thank you all for sharing your experiences, your use cases with us today. And 
we're going to keep this conversation open over 2021 because it's going to be a wild, wild year of the collaboration tool. (laughs) We thought this year was crazy. 2021 is going to be a use case year. So um, thank you all for joining and sharing your experience with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks Thanks so much, Penny. Thank you, Penny. And on whatever platform you are listening to us on today, please be sure to like, share, and follow so you can get episodes as they're released. If you want to share with us how you use Microsoft Teams today and why, you can leave us a comment or you can email us at podcastconnection.com. You can also find any of us at www.connection.com. And if you're interested in learning more about how to implement Teams in your organization, reach out to your account manager today. And with that, it's a wrap. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hi, Penny. My name is Rachel Spanith, and I'm currently a business systems admit. Uh, hold on, not my exact <laughs> title. <laughs> Can we start that over? I'm really yes. sorry. No. Just start with you your. Can keep, you can keep the, the, the blooper reel for yourself, Rob. <laughs> Rachel's unsure what she does. <laughs> Today, it's a little longer anyway. So All right. Just gotta... All right. Uh, 